I am first reminded of the words of the Apostle Paul in Philippians chapter 4, around verse 15, when he praised the church there at Philippi for their work for him and how they would send once and again unto his necessity. And I got to thinking a little bit about that passage and also in light of the work here at Saudi. And I remember that when I first took the work at International Gospel Hour, I was looking down the ledger of all of our co-laborers that assist us in our work. And as I looked down through there, I saw the only congregation in the Chattanooga area that was helping with International Gospel Hour, and that is right here at Saudi. It was a couple of years ago that I came to you not knowing pretty much what I was doing. I was learning the ropes. I come to you today, dear friends, still letting you know that I still don't know what I'm doing, but I've got a lot more in which to work, and for that I'm grateful. And I'm thankful to come to this area of Chattanooga, grateful anytime God's people come together. But there are some very special people here at Saudi that I'm so grateful for. All of you, thank you for what you do for us. And I'm thinking in the realm of Acts 14, 27. You know, when Paul and Barnabas came back from the first missionary journey, it's kind of like they came back where they began. And I guess one of my first reports and to tell you about plans for International Gospel Hour was right here a little over two years ago. Now, folks, who would have thought we would have faced the last two years from shortly thereafter to now. But we are here and we are grateful. And so in the realm of Acts 14, 27, it's a privilege to come today to preach the Word of God and to spend time to talk about the things that God has done for us, the open doors of faith that He has provided. Much of what you are going to see has happened since I came to be with you and to show you the impact Saudi specifically has had in our labors. We are blessed at International Gospel Hour to carry forth the work and uh, thankful that you are a part. And I appreciate Brian wanting to keep everybody standing, but we're just kind of accustomed to where he said, leave, remain standing for the song and prayer. We should have thrown in Brian one more song. So I've been thinking about that, and I've been thinking about two things. Number one, I have to be one of the dumbest preachers in the world to reach out to a congregation to meet with you at 1.30 on the day that some heathen years ago created daylight saving time, and we lose that hour. Now you may say, Jeff, how do you know a heathen did it? Because nobody that would attend worship would change clocks in the middle of Saturday night. That's why. And so you'll bear with me and I will bear with you. I am reminded of one preacher that when somebody nodded off in his sermon, it messed him up and he started his sermon all over again. That, that's me. So be aware if you will. Let's talk about some good things the Lord has done with us. You know, since 1934, when V.E. Howard walked into a radio station, can you believe we have been on the air somehow, some way, every week for 88 years? Somehow, somewhere, over the air, online, and as you will also see on television as well, how thankful that we are. 
that the whole world will be able to hear the gospel of Christ just as they did in the first century in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 23. How, the every, how that every creation, every creature under heaven heard the gospel message. What a wonderful thought. And all they did in the New Testament was carry forth the ability that God had given them to carry forth the word. And when doors opened, they took advantage of it. While let persecution come on in Acts chapter 8, they were scattered abroad. They went everywhere preaching the word. While there's Philip going down into Samaria after he had served those widows and the ministration there in Jerusalem, well, he goes down to Samaria and he preaches Christ to them. And the city had a wonderful revival. And then he goes a little further in the chapter, runs to a chariot and does a one-on-one Bible study with the eunuch. And then you and I find where Lydia, the businesswoman of the seller of purple, how Lydia was able, sitting there with those on the seaside, and yet how Paul was able to reach them with the gospel. Ha! Being put in prison, singing in the middle of the night, big earthquake comes, jars everything loose, do yourself no harm, we are all here. And not only was Paul and Silas able to have a Bible study with the Philippian jailer in his household, but they even got dinner on the ground in the middle of the night. Brethren, you can't beat that. You look throughout the New Testament and you will find where individuals simply went through the doors the Lord has opened. Here are some of our labors. The bread and butter is over-the-air radio. And it is a blessing that either over-the-air or even Internet stations, now we've numbered up to 227, 31 states, 11 countries. Somehow, some way, they hear something of the International Gospel Hour. It may be our one-minute segments called Are You Listening? That's produced by the West Star Media Group, of which we are a client. They're like a real estate for radio. If we're looking to go in a certain area, they help us with that. And you'll see something coming up shortly that they opened a door for us to go through, and a very unique door it is. The 60 Seconds for the Savior I produce. People ask me, say, when did you and Renita move to Fayetteville? Well, we didn't. We still remain in Cleveland, and I do all of the work right there. Extension office right there at the house. We went upstairs, took a small bedroom closet, and converted that into a studio. And so we like to call it Suite 200. Sounds a little fancier than a bedroom closet. And then downstairs in the basement is the warehouse where I keep a lot of things that I take with me in travels. And then my office is right there at the kitchen table. Best break room in the world right there behind me. And so we are blessed to be able to do that, to remain in this area, and to do the work of the Lord there. And so when we are coming forth and we do our recording and all, then we work it through a number of different ways. We send it back over by Dropbox. It gets produced and it gets sent. Uh, beautiful story. As a matter of fact, I might as well go ahead and tell you, we look for places to go on the air where we're not, and recently through West Star Media Group, stationed in Las Vegas, Nevada, going to carry our program. And then I found out that they could not continue to carry it. They were carrying it for nothing. So we said, well, look, thank you, but we do not mind paying our way. And so they picked it up. Stations over in North Carolina, a segment of North Carolina where we were not, we are now there through WDGS Radio, the area of Mount Olive. A uh, beautiful area over there in North Carolina. Story about recording and everything and being on the air in Las Vegas. Are you ready for this? You take a guy that will record the gospel 
in Tennessee. He drop boxes it to be produced in Arkansas. He takes a voice from Alabama to blend with the voice from Tennessee to produce the program in Arkansas. And then the program gets uploaded from a station in Nevada. And a lady in Ohio takes an app on her phone of this station in Nevada, hears the International Gospel Hour, turns around and sends a message back to Fayetteville, Tennessee, that she'd like Bible study material. Let me tell you something, church. The Word of God is not bound, 2 Timothy 2.9. It does not meet any limits. It can go anywhere and everywhere, and we need to take advantage of every opportunity. People say, where can we hear you here locally? Well, as you can see, we're still on the air in Chattanooga, and also WSM, which is an addition since we came uh, here two years ago. WSM has a signal all through Tennessee going into North Alabama and Southern Kentucky. And the station 88.5 out of Spring City it has a pretty fair reach on this end. So you can hear us on a daily basis from any of these stations right here in the Saudi Chattanooga area. But also we see other open doors. May I introduce you to a very unique little tool that over half of the world's population has. It's a smartphone. Over half the world's population walks around with this. Saw a cartoon recently, and it was a cartoon of those of a couple of individuals that had died and they were in heaven, and they were walking around like this. And I suppose, as we say in the story or the joke, St. Peter was on the phone, and he said, Yes, sir, they have arrived, but we have a new batch. All they do is walk around and look at their hands because they were so used to having something like this. Well, folks, this can be a curse. Yes, I know, but it can always be a blessing too. And the open door, for example, we had individuals would ask our elders at West Fayetteville, we love to have an International Gospel Hour app. That came into existence in July of 2020. Folks, a lot of this you're going to see happen during a time of year of pandemic, during a time that we were facing some of the greatest challenges ever. But I'm going to tell you, the Lord opened a lot of doors during that time. And people were able to go out to download the app and put it on their phone. And once you pull that app up, if you see that little round circle, people hit that more button. It brings up the, the, uh, the one on the right side up on your phone, and you can access the Facebook page. You can access our website. As you can see, podcast option, YouTube channel, all these different things you can do from the palm of your hand and the touch of a finger. As you see, nearly 1,500 people have downloaded the app. The middle number is when they pull it up. They launch it, and then the impressions are what they work within to listen and to go to different places with our app. Folks, it is one of the greatest open doors because people use these phones quite often. Let's build on this a little more. Now, here's where you come in. Now, you're looking and you're saying, why is Brian on the screen? want to tell you what happened. It happened sitting right over here a little over two years ago. By the way, I like this section here. You all realize that this is the technical advisory board of the International Gospel Hour right here? Yes. 
Yes, if, you, if you're saying, I don't know how to put all that on my phone. See one of the fine members of the Technical Advisory Board right here. Reggie Carter. Some of you may know Reggie. He's a deacon over at Greens Lake Road. Reggie said, Jeff, when you come, be sure to tell us how we'd put all that stuff on our phones. And I started talking, and I looked up, and he had recruited a teenager to sit by him and put all that on his phone. Folks, there's nothing wrong with working smart. It happened right here. Two things I had asked of me when I came on board. When are you going to get back on WSM in Nashville and that door open? And number two, do you have a podcast? And it was the Sunday we were here, and Joel was speaking about the work at Saudi, kind of a, a state of the church address, I guess you do yearly here. And I remember Brother Jerry preaching about, uh, praying rather about the works. And when Joel popped up on the screen, where all the sermons from Saudi go through podcast platforms, Renita said, we were sitting with Bill and Sylvia, and Renita said, I looked out of the corner of my eye, she said, I could see your wheels turning. You see, folks, what I'm going to show you is where Saudi came in as co-laborers, and you probably didn't realize this. When we saw all the open doors through podcast platforms, and I asked, who did this? And they said, Brian does. Well, Brian and I have known each other for a while. And so I told Brian, Brian, we want to look at this. So here come all the Cirillos to Cleveland. And I fed them. And they want to come back to Gabriel's. And Renita, matter of fact, Renita sends her love to you all. And she said, we've got to have, we've got to have the Cirillos back up. And uh, so Brian was working with us. And I love mercy and grace. Who doesn't? And we wanted Brian to show us how to do it, but as the evening went on, mercy and grace took over, and Brian said, let me take this home and I'll do it for you. And adding Brian to our staff at IGH has been a true blessing. I called Brian when the pandemic came on. We were sheltered in place and all, and we wanted to add several podcast platforms before we were to unveil it. And I called Brian, and I was going to ask him when he got on the phone, I was going to ask him, you know, Brian, with the pandemic and everything, people sheltered in place, why don't we launch what we have, the four that we have that you see on the screen? And before I could ask him, Brian said, Jeff, I've been doing some thinking. Why don't we go ahead and launch out the four that we've got, seeing how people are sheltered in place and they can have this as a tool, an option of listening, daily devotionals, things like that. And so we were thinking the same way. A little over two years ago, folks, it started with only four. I don't have to tell you what Brian Cirillo does with this work because I know that you experience it too but to be on 27 different podcast platforms, and there could be others that we don't know about. I found this at podcast.net and was shocked, so Brian and I share. He'll find them, I find them. Folks, I want to tell you, had we not been at Saudi that day, I believe the Lord would have opened the door, but we were here, and the Lord opened the door at the right time. 
And that's why I'm grateful for you for so many other ways because with Brian here and your support and the prayers for the elders earlier and for the elders to look and say, here is an open door and let the deacon do his job. Brothers, it speaks volumes. We got a note one day. He said, I want to thank you for your broadcast. I was able to listen to you through Amazon Music. And Brian, if I remember, they were one that came after us. They came looking for us. He said, I want to thank you for your broadcast. I am blind. And the way that I learn is through listening. A lady in the Bronx, New York, sent a message to us. We're not on the air in the Bronx, New York, but she heard us through Amazon Music podcast option. Now, we're not on the air in the Bronx, New York. We're on the air more in the northern part of the state around Troy and Schenectady, a small radio network up there. That's an awesome network. Now, you may wonder, Jeff, why are you mentioning that? Because when an old country boy like me can say Schenectady, he likes to do it as often as he can. But this opened a door, and then recently we were looking, and this number changes daily. Two years' time, over 43,000 hits to listen to the International Gospel Hour through these podcast platforms. That number changes daily. And then Renita got to looking, and Brian got to looking, and they were on the phone the other night, and we were all talking, and look to where people are listening to International Gospel Hour. Look at all these places throughout the world. And again, this is nothing new to you, having Brian here, Joel's lessons go out. Folks, I'm here to tell you again, the Word of God is not bound. It's going to go everywhere. We were amazed at how many people in Brazil on the lower left side. Why, if you even notice also, folks, the island of Malta, the Apostle Paul listened to our broadcast. That's amazing. Flung off a snake, pull up a podcast. That's amazing. And when you take a look at how the Lord has opened these doors, so what do you have? Folks, we had over-the-air radio, which is the bread and butter, then Internet comes along, then apps on your phone, and then now podcast options for people to listen everywhere. Let's talk about YouTube. You know YouTube is the second largest search engine on the Internet. Brothers, listen to me. If you need to fix something around the house and you don't know how to do it, go to YouTube. The other day, I, I'm... I'm the doctor has advised me to watch my eating and try to be in better health, and I'm working on it. And I'm getting there. It's going to take a while, but I'm getting there. The other day, I got tired of eating cold celery, cold bell pepper. I, I got tired of eating cold. And I went to YouTube and pulled it up, and with three minutes, I became Chef Boy RD. I learned how to saute vegetables, and they were great, and didn't know how to do it. Pulled it up right there. Once again, folks, phone right there beside you, and learn how to do it. YouTube opened a lot of doors. We relaunched the YouTube channel a couple of years ago. Our friends at GBN, and I appreciate Charles's kind words, our friends at GBN allowed us to upload some of the book, chapter, and verse programs that I did in recent years when I was at Eastside to help us build subscribers for our YouTube channel as we work to develop the International Gospel Hour television program. Charles, I'll throw this at you. You can see how I changed through the years. 
If you look at Focus on Faith, my hair is brown. If you look at book, chapter, and verse, it's salt and pepper-headed. If you look now at International Gospel Hour, you see what you got. I'm not doing another program, y'all. You know where it's going. But through that YouTube channel, we were able to put the International Gospel Hour on YouTube. Folks can subscribe to this all over the world. It's free. You subscribe, ring the little bell, and every Sunday when we upload a program, you'll be able to see International Gospel Hour whenever you want to see it. Well, from this, we decided our friends at GBN, when we first started talking television, because I had done television with them, they said, Jeff, we'd love to do the International Gospel Hour program. So the Lord opened a wonderful door for us to record over at Good News Today, just over the hill, at Dun over the mountain at Dunlap. And so that's convenient for us. We're able to record there. Our relationship with Good News Today in Dunlap is wonderful. We're able to record there, and then we're able to put it on the YouTube channel. Then GBN wanted to do it a couple of nights a week. They've since doubled now. EPB, I'm not sure where all the lines are drawn in Chattanooga, but I know EPB is on 152 in Chattanooga and grateful for that. But also the Lord has opened some other doors, not only with over 300 subscribers on the YouTube channel and its opening, but about a couple of weeks ago, we were blessed to have an open door in Huntsville for our first over-the-air cable satellite station that reaches going west of Florence and then even over to Scottsboro. It goes up into Lincoln County, the home base of Fayetteville. And if you have an over-the-air antenna, folks, some of those have some power. You can pull in all kinds of channels over the air. What you see on the right side was just signed this morning and returned but we're going to go into the Knoxville market starting the first Sunday in April on the station there, the MyTV, the VLT 8.2. Now, our strategy with TV is this. We're looking to go into areas where there's not a lot of saturation of the Lord's Church programming. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. But we want to look at areas where there's not any programming or where there's not as much. Number two, we're looking at time slots. Both of these are on the time slot of 1030 in the morning. Now you may wonder, well, Jeff, nobody of the church can see it because they're in worship. But you're not the audience I'm looking for. I want those that may get up a little later who may not have a spiritual interest to start looking, start searching, and come across something that could help lead them to Christ. We're very blessed with how television has opened up so well for us. And so you put all this together, not only over the air, not only internet, not only app on your phone, not only podcast platform options, not only YouTube, now television, and it just continues onward. Here's the one I wanted to mention that our group put together for us at West Star Media Group. Oneplace.com is a myriad of internet or a myriad of religious radio programming. We are the only program of Churches of Christ radio broadcast on this option. 
I look at it as Paul on Mars Hill in Acts 17, not to parallel myself with the Apostle Paul, but in order to bring forth the truth among what others may listen to. The interest in this level from November the 1st continues to grow to where over 1,900 have listened or they will upload it. I call it listen and loads, and they're able to upload and listen to our broadcast. Now, you see all these little tools up here on the screen. The one on the lower right side, you could look and say, that's Alexa. Let me ask you something, men. Isn't it great to call out a woman's name and tell her what you want done and she does it? Isn't it wonderful? Now let me add this in very quickly. Sisters, forgive me. I'm sorry. But look, I did you a favor earlier, girls. Remember when I told your husband they need to learn how to do something to go to YouTube and they figure it out? Okay. 50% of the men are hard-headed anyway, so now you know how to go find out and tell them. I'm going to work on both sides of this fence when I'm here. I want to come back. But... Anyway, you call out AlexaOnePlace.com, it comes up on television. It can come up through the Roku channel. It can come up through the, what's called the Apple Stick, or the, the, uh, the Apple Stick, as I like to call it. And then you can view it on television. Now, it's just a steal up on the screen, but people are able to listen and, quote, unquote, view by television. What this is, folks, it's another option. It's another open door for TV, for Internet, for all the things that you're hearing and the doors that it opens. Let's talk social media. That's John Allen. Since we were with you back two years ago, we have seen our numbers increase from just a little under 4,100 to now we're scaring 6,000 to death who follow us on Facebook. If you want to keep up with what we're doing, folks, that's the route to go. We use Instagram. And we use Twitter as follow-ups to International Gospel Hour Facebook page. And we like to, to keep as much out there. John works our social media now. He will upload our programming. He will let folks know where they can see it and all the things that we're able to do. Folks, here's another great open door. Now, I know when I talk about podcasts and social media and phones and all that, a lot of you are giving me the deer in the headlights look. A lot of folks look up and say, Brother Archie, I wouldn't know how to turn a computer on. Do you know the number one fastest growing age group of individuals that are getting into social media? The number one age group are those who are 65 and older. Do you know why? Grandchildren. Think about it, y'all. We are a transient society used to be that people grew up and stayed right around the home base. Now people get jobs, move away, we're somewhat scattered. But you let somebody, I wouldn't know how to turn a computer around. I couldn't tell you the first thing. But you let a little blonde-headed girl that's as pretty as Colleyanna Gieselbach, or you let a little bitty boy about Campbell's size right there walk up to you and say, Nana, will you learn to FaceTime with me? Well, honey, I sure would. Show me how to do it. The same person that says I wouldn't know how to turn a computer on. Show me how to do it, hon. I'll give you half my will. Well, you see, everybody gets involved in that. Social media is growing, folks. It gets the word out there. 
Let's talk about a website. Miss Renita handles our website, and just this last week, we, we kept finding a problem. People could access our program through the app, and when they'd go on the app, it would take them to the website, but when you go to the website, you couldn't find the program. So we kept looking. She searched. Finally, we kind of found where the link was broken or where it went. Well, now you can access our website, scroll down, and see everything. Our 15-minute program, our 30-minute program, the YouTube channel, it'll take you over there. And so we've got a lot of good opportunities that through the website, which a lot of people go there. We drive people to our website on radio, our giveaways, everything that we do, go to our website. There are the resource material. So, folks, you throw all this together, you can see there's a whole lot going on. And it takes us to Isaiah 55, verses 10 and 11, to where, as Isaiah said, and the Lord through Isaiah, as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, oh, wasn't that beautiful? Everybody's looking around saying, what's wrong with our world? It's 70 degrees one day and it's snowing the next. There's nothing wrong with our world. It reminds us that our Father is still in charge of this world. And praise be to God. Well, you know, the snow doesn't go back. Well, what's it going to do? Water the earth, make it bring forth and bud. It may give seed to the sower, bread to the eater. Here's the conclusion. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void. It is going to accomplish what I please and prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Just as sure as rain comes down and replenishes the earth and snow and the beauty and all, God's word continues to. And for the past few moments, you've seen a lot of open doors and how the Lord indeed has granted so much. Here's something we're doing in return. For our labors, what we do, we're in turn offering to do seminars for congregations that have helped us for so long. Seminars on giving. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Seminars called Observe to help acclimate the new, the new Christian within. Uh, seek Out Seminar seems to be gaining some popularity. People like it. Let me see if I can explain it. Folks, I grew up in the church. Let me see if I can explain it. A lot of congregations, we preach and we proclaim that we do not have a pastor. But some congregations, the preacher somehow becomes the pastor. The pastors, who are the elders, biblically speaking, somehow become deacons and carry forth a lot of work. And deacons would carry forth their work if they had the direction in what to do and would be allowed to do it. You are far ahead of the game here. Elders, you allow your deacons to do their work. You allow Joel to do his work. You're able to carry forth your work. But a lot of congregations, they would love to do this. We, we just want to help congregations in whatever way is needful. We're blessed with the seminars on giving of contributions that are able to grow. We give God the glory. We want to help with that. We've also helped stations or churches that do not have a radio program or their preacher is taxed to the hilt with responsibilities, it's hard for him to do a radio broadcast. And it works as simple as this. A congregation goes to a nearby radio station and purchases the radio time. And then we work with the radio stations and provide the radio broadcast for the church there. And they use the International Gospel Hour. Recently, we helped a congregation at Effingham, Illinois, and uh, that's their uh, logo there at the station there. 
And so we're able to do this for congregations, probably about 13 to 15 of whom we help. Now, you already have built-in radio right here in Chattanooga. And so you've got that already going for you. Use that diligently. And so when we look at our laborers, there's a great number of laborers. And I mentioned Brian helping us with our podcast. I mentioned Chuck Richardson, who handles and produces our program. And then also, too, dear friends, when I have right here, I always like to mention where it all begins, where it all began, the elders of West Fayetteville. I put them up there, Van Massey, Steve Jefferson, Gerald Todd. Here's why. Every gift that you send that the elders approve, it's sent from Saudi, or as when I was here before, some of you were very gracious in giving me something individually, whether congregation-wide or individually. When a fund goes to West Fayetteville, it's under the oversight of that eldership, and you have assurance that we're going to carry forth and be the stewards God would have us to be. We have been blessed in the fact that we don't want to be at a point to where we look one year and then start sending out letters because we've gotten behind. We want to be good stewards of what we can be, and so far so good, and for that we're grateful. And I want to send this and give you this as a reminder here at Saudi that your gifts, you see what's being done, you see the work that we're trying to do, grateful for the eldership. I speak to at least one of them every week. We'll spend time talking about the work and looking at different things. Now, when you take a look at our laborers, you take a look at laborers, then we look at laborers together or congregations such as Saudi. You are our co-laborers, our fellow laborers, fellow laborers in the kingdom. We plant and we water, and it does not matter who does what, but it's God who gives the increase. And we're grateful. But we also find within our work there are times that we have to slow it down, pull back the reins, and make certain what we've planted and watered can be rooted and to grow. So many times ideas within a congregation are good and can come forth so fast that it's hard to manage them. And then as they make adjustments, it's hard to make those adjustments and those changes. Right now we're at a level, and we do this about every year, we did this a couple of years ago, to where we had to pull back the reins and say, let's get this much done, and we'll press onward to the next part. We're adding over-the-air television. Television's a totally different animal than radio. And then we look at the podcast growth, and you want to fish more in the pond from when you're pulling the big ones. And you want to also look at every area and manage very carefully. Our general manager, Van Sprague, is going to be leaving us. He's taking a preaching work in Alabama. So we're now in transition of finding someone there, West Fayetteville and locally, to help us along that line. Folks, if you keep doing the same thing and you expect different results, it's not going to work. We're always looking at how we can take the gospel message, which does not change. And you know why the gospel message does not change? Because it doesn't need to change. It's the good news. It's the best news. But yet, as we proclaim it and what we can do, there are tools in which we can use. So let me ask this of you. Continue to pray for us, just like Paul made the plea for prayers in Colossians chapter 4. 
to pray that the Lord will open other doors for us, to pray that these opportunities can take root and can continue to press onward, that we can proclaim the mystery of Christ or the things that God desires individuals to know from his word. So pray for us. Feel free to promote with us. For example, the congregation in Boonesville, Mississippi, placed this in their bulletin one week and let individuals know. In your bulletin, it helps the members to know. They can hear the broadcast different places. It helps your shut-ins to know. It's also a tool to tell those of whom you are evangelizing where they can tune in and listen. The PowerPoint announcements, what I have here, I'm going to leave here with you. It is yours. You can use this however you want to. If you want to pull the slide and put up what's on the air using your PowerPoint announcements, brothers, it's yours. Help yourself into God's glory. You can print off, put them on a bulletin board, uh, link it on your webpage, uh, International Gospel Hour. I like the evangelism tool of house to house, heart to heart. For example, did you know these sections here are left to your discretion, that you can make changes there? This is an example of the one out of West Fayetteville to where they put the International Gospel Hour on the front page, and then even on the back page you have that option as well to use that for whatever you may have coming up. And with that in mind, I like to also point out not only to pray, not only to promote, but to keep profitable. You see, friends, I don't raise funds. I help brethren raise fruit. Not that I desire a gift, but a desire fruit that will abound to your account. What you have seen today is very special for me to bring to you here at Saudi for this. I want to go back to two years ago when I was looking down the list and saw, and as Charles mentioned, going back to the days of Jody, but you continued onward to support. And you allowed us to keep that foundation. And you allowed us to continue to have the things that were before us. But then having that solid foundation that you have granted and others, we're able to build of what you have seen today. And whereas two years ago when we were looking at a podcast opportunity, how the Lord opened the door for us to be here, to come and to work closer with Brian and for that. Saudi, you mean the world to us at International Gospel Hour. The elders have my phone number. You can always call me if you have a question. If you're in a discussion, it's a joy to be in this area with you. What is important about this work is that we preach the gospel to all the world because it is the news that this old world needs to make a difference. If Vladimir Putin were to humble his heart and listen to the gospel message of Christ and become obedient therein, there is a section of the world that would experience peace within a matter of moments. That's how powerful the gospel message is. The gospel message, the good news of Christ, Romans 1.16, and in verse 17 where the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, for as it is written, the just shall live by faith. The gospel message that tells us of the death, of the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. It tells us the sad part of how Jesus died on the cross. It tells us how he was buried in a tomb. But the joy of the gospel therein is the resurrection as well to where he is resurrected, overcame death, and is on the right hand of the Father, Hebrews chapter 1. 
It is the message that will save mankind because they see hope that's through Jesus Christ. And those in Corinth in Acts chapter 18 and verse 8 heard it, believed it, and they were baptized. And Paul wrote them a letter years later to correct behavior. But near the end of that letter, he reminded them of where they stood. He reminded them of what saved them. He reminded them of what would keep them saved. I declare unto you the gospel of Jesus Christ, according to the scriptures, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. Dear friend, what a beautiful thought that we can proclaim that message to and fro. And as you can see, the Word of God has no bound. The Word of God has no bound in this assembly today. Dear friend, may I ask you a question? Have you been thinking about becoming a Christian? Have you been coming with your wife or with your husband? Have you been growing up in a household, young men and young ladies, where you've been hearing the gospel? Have you been coming with a friend that's been telling you about the gospel of Jesus Christ? And the more that you hear it, the more that you want to know more about it. The more that you hear it, the more that you know, this is what I need in my life. This is what I've been looking for. This is the answer to what I need. And if you will do what they did in the first century, the gospel is yours today. If you'll believe it with all your heart. John 3.16, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. It all begins with faith that comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, Romans 10, 17. When you believe in Christ, you will believe in his life. You will believe in his words. To where he said in John 13 and verse 5, or rather Luke 13 and verse 5, Nay, I tell you, except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. Ah, repentance. When they were pricked in the heart on the day of Pentecost, and they asked, men and brethren, what shall we do? Peter told them, you can take a prick tart and you can make it a change tart. And the first thing he told them to do was repent. A change of decision resulting in a change of direction, knowing this is what I need to do. I believe in Christ. I'm going to repent of my sins and I'm going to confess Christ. The state is that eunuch did in Acts 8, verse 37. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. A with the mouth confession is made unto salvation, Romans 10, verse 10. And then, yes, to be baptized into Christ. To be baptized into his death, his burial, his resurrection, in the likeness thereof, Romans 6, 4 through 6. Raised to walk in newness of life. And when you're raised to walk in newness of life, the oldness of life, if you will, is left behind. It's washed away. That old man of sin is crucified. And we look towards something better. If you've had yet to obey the gospel of Christ, that's what you do to obey the gospel of Christ. Now, dear brother, dear sister, may I speak to you for a moment. Like the Corinthian brethren, may I ask, are you standing in the same gospel of which redeems you? I don't know who comes, who goes, who's here, who, or whatever, but could it be that you've been coming back? Maybe something took you away longer than you should have been gone. And you come back and you say, there's one thing I'm missing. I need to make this right. We're taught to confess our faults one to another and pray one for another that we be healed. James 5. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. There are the righteous that are here to pray with you and to pray for you. 
not to cast the stone, but to lift you once again back upon the rock, Jesus Christ. A dear friend, if you walk out of here not doing that, you're going to walk out of here lost. You're going to walk out of here continually miserable. You've come back into the building. Why not come back into the house of Christ? Come back into the church. Come back home today. We'll pray with you and pray for you. Dear friend, the gospel is the greatest message. Do you need to respond to it? Here is your best opportunity as we stand and sing. Won't you come?